0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Brave People Podcast. I am Teddy the Brave, and you are tuning in for a very special episode. Uh, I have a very uh, special person here with me—my one of my closest friends, John. He has definitely uh, walked with me in in these past seasons of breakdown, deconstruction, whatever you want to call it, and John. You know, John, hey, say hey to the people. Tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm really excited to be able to have this conversation with you because I think there's so much we could talk about. And I, I mainly, you know, I feel like we've had all these conversations anyway. (laughs) And so just to give a little bit of a background, um, we like, I'm John, I met you, Teddy, uh, when I don't know like how many years how many years ago was it Four oh man five?
0: I want to say I want to say it was more, more than five more than that because yeah. I graduated from grad school five years ago
1: mm-hmm. so I feel so like probably like I've before it. that yeah yeah and you know we I think we actually met in the context of church or church related connected things. And so, <laughs> you know, having this journey for both of us where we've um, begun to at least question and been free or felt free to question things has been um, an ongoing journey for us both, but we've been able to walk through it for multiple years together um, and to see each other as we are individually um, navigating these questions but also together how do we together as friends navigate this and as brothers navigate this like we are moving through the world together and I think that's a unique thing that is really sacred and special that that not many people have or can do I know I don't have it with many people <laughs> you know where we've talked about this a lot where it's yeah like we are in terms of the close friends, the people we would consider, um, you know, close and and I, I think this is an important thing to talk about when I was thinking about this episode and just talking with you of what does that idea of safety mean, and why is it so important in this conversation. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just awesome to be able to have a space here to talk with you through some of these things. I feel like we could just talk forever, <laughs> so I'm gonna rely oh, I'm, on I'm you sure. to to guide me like through through specifics. Through, if focus me, in. <laughs> I need I need some focus. <laughs> but yeah. I'm I'm really happy to be here. I love I love what you're doing with the podcast, and I'm excited to have the conversation.
0: Well, thanks, man. It means a lot, um, and this definitely won't be your last episode. You know that. Wow. Like you said, we've already talked about so so much of this, Um, but I guess a good place to start would be to ask you, what was it like for you walking with me through this deconstruction? Like, I remember specifically reaching out to you and a, a mutual friend of ours, and it would be the three of us talking, and a lot of times it would just be me talking to you as well. And you you seem pretty pretty calm, pretty chill throughout the whole process, and you were honest with me and you listened. So I don't know what 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 was it
1: like for you? Yeah. So I imagine that we were going through um a change of thinking or I think a lot of this is often prompt. And by this, I mean, that deconstruction process and everybody has different names for it. Um, It's a process. It's not something that happens and it's over, (laughs) you know, it's continual. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I do think that we had um, prompts or the starting points. Some of the starting points for the deconstruction were prior to those conversations. And then we brought those to each other um, and I think the reason that we brought them to each other and our mutual friend was because we knew already this will be a safe place and and I think that is um, you know when I think of walking with you through some of the the questions you're having or, or some of the things you were saying you know I don't know what to do with this because i remember feeling on my end like i am the same <laughs> you know, like i i i don't know what to do with all this it's not so um that provided safety where we were able to be vulnerable to say we don't know um which is a starting point that i i you know it's it's strange to say this but i think not many people start there not many people start with we don't know mm-hmm. you know we're, we're learning we're always learners um we're going to, we're trying to figure this out. And the, the key is, is to be in safety together within the question, not to know the answers. And, and I think that is so integral or such an important part of relationship that, um, that we have to have, feel safe to be able to take risks and to open up mm-hmm. and to say, you know, here I am. I don't know what what's going on or, or whatever, but I feel safe with you. And and I think when I look back at those conversations, that's what I felt with you. Um, and when we would have just the, the one-on-one conversations, I felt like we were kind of both doing the same thing for each other. We were saying this is a safe place to mm-hmm. share whatever. Um, yeah. So that's what I th- That's what I th- comes to mind for me is just the safety of it, the feeling of safety and um, I do think some of it's just personality related too. you know, I, I, I think of the three of us as friends, mm-hmm. we all have an openness about us, which is somewhat connected, at least to personality, you know, some people are just a little less open, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. th- they don't want to necessarily explore all the different possibilities and all the different, um, avenues or factors or whatever it might be and and we do and i think especially for you and me we relate on the creative level too and so we're yeah. explorers by nature we want to explore we want to we want to um find out even different parts of ourselves we're interested in as as actors we're like what are those parts of ourselves that are n- missing or like we we know they're there but we're exploring them and i I don't think that's even true for most people that they are by nature that way. Um, And so that was added another layer of just uh, safety to, to move through these, some of these questions. Um, And we can be more specific about different questions or whatever, you know, whatever you want to talk about, but that's what comes to mind for me.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, I love that, man. And even while you were talking, I thought of this quote, from one of Khalil Gibran's poems. It's from the prophet. And and this one uh, was on friendship. And I love this quote. It says, and let there be no purpose in friendship, save the deepening of the spirit. For love that seeks aught but the disclosure of its own mystery is not love, but a net cast forth and only the profitable is caught. And let your best be for your friend. So, man, yeah, I. This was definitely a time of like the deepening of the spirit uh, whenever we have an exchange. And that's what I, I really loved. And you kind of led into my second question um, with have you experienced your own deconstruction, uh, which for you, a lot of. You know, like you said, we were going through some breakdowns and restructuring all around the same time. Um, what what's something unique? If you if you care to elaborate, uh, what's something unique about your your own personal experience? And what do you even call it? Even what would you call it? Would you call it deconstruction or a restructuring, reconstruction, breakdown? <laughs>
1: yeah yeah um I haven't I don't know <laughs> I'll start with that I don't know what I would call <laughs> that's it that's fair I don't know a lot of things and I, I think that's a part of this process for me is is that it's um there are not a lot of boxes to put it in so I don't really have a label or a word to call the process, um, all I go back to are these ideas, like it's a process, it's a, um, it's an ongoing, it's as part of your story, it is your story. Um, you know, like I, I always tend to look at how do we connect it to the whole, um, whatever the specific event or part of your life is. Like for me, it's how, do, how does that connect to my whole story? Um, so I don't really have a word for it, but I, I know deconstruction is, oop, my mic slipped <laughs> hopefully <laughs> it's still good. working okay we got um, sounds
0: on both ends over here i got stuff going on <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah i i think that deconstruction is a way to sometimes words putting a word on it can be like oh i know what you're talking about at least we have mm. a frame of reference that we can use um you know i think that's true for example on issues Not issues but what in conversations around race and equity and uh, you know justice like we have to have some kind of frame of reference to work within to be able to say like this is what i'm talking about but even within those words um there are of course many definitions (laughs) you know to some word like equity there's many different ways to see that and there's many different perspectives Mm-hmm. um to to understand what that means or what somebody might think when they hear that word um so deconstruction for me in my in my own life I think uh, was probably happening from a young age and without me really knowing it um but I would say that like many people that I've met, at least the deconstruction process really happened more after college or even during college or those years, early 20s, mid 20s, um, where I began to experience some more life as an adult and go through some things that were um, they weren't all new, you know, they were traumas, but they weren't all new. Some of them were repeated. And some of them were things that I've I'd seen before. And mm-hmm. um, but I began to look at them in a different way and to say, okay, what do I do with these for real? Um, and a big part of that for me was, was actually going to school at the time. I was going to school for counseling, um, to, to learn about psychology about what's going on in our bodies and our brains. When we experience trauma, when we go through, um, things that we can't explain and, so I was, as I was kind of beginning to think about my own understanding of God, of my um, belief system, my faith, um, the systems that I grew up in, and I think that's a big part of deconstruction is, is really examining, very honestly, the systems you grow up in. Mm-hmm. Um, th- but that really happened a lot for me as I began to examine the system that I was living in within my body and within my brain and had been living with for many years. And so it, it, they, they, to me, those things go hand in hand. You, you look at what you've already thought was reality for you. Um, and that affects everything in your life, but especially affects your thinking and your body and your, you know, like, or or a full being. And so the belief system that I have, the faith that I have is of course going to affect me in terms of anxiety, of pressure, of fear, you know, and and mm. also on, on the other end of the spectrum, it's going to affect how I love. What do I believe about love? What is love to me? Um, <laughs> what do I believe about faith? What is faith to me? You know, and so the those things were going at the same time for me and that was a big part of my whole deconstruction process or the beginnings of it and I'm still very much very much in a process of yeah of thinking about those original systems that I grew up in and questioning looking, not not even so much questioning them just being more honest about them I think that's a better way to say it yeah,
0: I dig that. I dig it. I I sound like I'm from the 70s. I dig that. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel you was... on that. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, we definitely have to do a, a part two sometime in the future on this. But I know for a fact that there may be someone now or in the, in the future listening um, that is walking through or Maybe kind of resisting the start of their own process of, of questioning and uh, thinking. Because um, thinking is hard, right? <laughs> yeah. And sitting yeah. with your thoughts and ideas and, and such is hard, especially when it comes down to things that are ingrained and in, in the way we were raised, you know, is such a big point of conflict. Um, yeah. But what, what would you say to someone uh, that is experiencing, um, you know, either, either, what advice would you give to people on either side of this spiritual journey, either the people that are like involved from the outside looking in or from the yeah. person that is walking through their very own unique journey as it pertains to their spirituality?
1: Yeah. I think the reality is we're all walking through this process. Um, hmm. I think the, the, the label or the title of, of deconstruction is there because there, there's a group of people that have been more intentional, or I might even say not so much intentional. They've, they've for whatever reasons, whatever factors, have been able to look at things more honestly. And that reason, those reasons can be multiple. It's not just because you yourself decide it, you know, I am going to look at this. And sometimes it is, some people are like, I'm sick of this. I'm done with this. And something has to change. Um, And so I'm going to be more honest about the system I grew up in. Um, Or uh, a lot of times it's actually that, uh, I have I have some people in my life that are really honest with me, um, or able to support me in such a way that I feel able to take a risk, because we have to have some level of safety to be able to take a risk. I mean, Brene Brown talks about this a lot. Like it's a it's a basic uh, psychological reality, right? Like (laughs) we have to have safety, and I think yeah, I see this with kids, and and we're all we're all kids just developing into different stages. Like we are, are the same as we were in many ways as children and that we still desire safety. And as soon as a, a child knows I'm safe, I'm okay. Then they're willing to open up and then they're willing to open up with themselves as well and say, wow, I really do feel like that. You know, I, I, I was able to go back and, and teach for a bit last year at the middle school level And most of my work is in writing and working in in publishing, but I really kind of needed a break and and went to work with kids. And it was, it was kind of a break, but it was also like, wow, there's a lot here, like emotionally, Um, especially in middle school age, of course, right? (laughs) A lot going on, but, but I realized like, I, you know, I might be one of the only adults that's willing to be with them in a way that says i don't have all the answers but you're safe here um and it's such a rare thing especially in the education system right because like teachers are supposed to know everything like that's what you're supposed to do you're you're literally supposed to give the knowledge (laughs) to the next generation this is it (laughs) this is what it is and i think that's that kind of idea is perpetuated in every sphere of society so it's certainly perpetuated in the church or. Um, in religious context as well, is some person or some people are giving the information to other people. And in some ways, it's, it's safe to be on the receiving end of that and say, oh, cool, I don't really need to do anything about this. I just get it. You know, everything's told to me and I'm in this system and it is whatever it is. And often that just looks, honestly, it's just a like, mm. what is the culture of this school? What is the culture of this church? It's just a culture. Like, we're, we're okay, I feel safe because I'm part of this culture, um, which is, is fine. We're all human. We all need that, right? But at some level, at some place, we also have real fears, real anxieties, um, real things where we feel some disturbance within ourselves um, with the system, with what's being told to us with how we have to be or need to be or supposed to be. And and so to be honest about that and to begin to look at it more honestly, question things or say, what do I want to keep? What what do I need to integrate? You know, a lot of this process is about, is about integration. It's not about losing everything, but it's about what do I want to keep of this? What's real? What's true? What's healthy even, I think is a big part of it. What's healthy and what's not? <laughs> like what mm-hmm. has is really not um, and we could give a lot of words to this like for me it's I would say what's not even of God you know in this doesn't even feel loving doesn't even feel like it's of peace and love mm. um, so those those ways of being honest are everybody gets to them in different ways and different times um, so whatever p- part of the process you're on I would just say that you you're not wrong to feel that something might be wrong you know I think that is it's it's almost like even as I say that I'm I'm like oh should I say that (laughs) it's a little risky like if somebody hears that and and then they they like they're not in a safe system where or they're not don't have safe um, authority figures or, f- or friends who they can talk to, like, it, I know, and you know, some of what you've talked about in the podcast, previous podcast, which is, you know, perfect for this whole conversation is that a lot of people are not safe for these conversations. And so I don't say that lightly, I don't say it's okay to feel to not feel okay, lightly. I just say it as a reality, that it's, you will not feel okay, about some things, everybody listening, and that is part of being human. It's part of life. It's part of our discovery process. And even if these words could be an encouragement to, you know, keep exploring, keep asking questions, and and find those safe people in your life who are willing to hear where you are, um, no matter what. Which is is why you know something like therapy is becoming, I think, more of a trend. Uh, not is not because. It's just like, oh, so this is a millennial thing. It's because like th- there's a generation that's, that's saying, I need a safe place. I need somebody I can talk to yeah. about this stuff that I feel. And I want to be honest. I think honesty is a big theme um, in this generation and in rising generations, which is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> Honesty <laughs> is a good thing. And it's scary. Oof, um, and yeah. so, yeah, we need that safety. But it's okay to not feel okay.
0: Yeah. So, so it's clear then that you know, like you said, everybody is on this journey, and depending on the person or the situation or, or how they're motivated, a person may choose to to take up the journey in a in a different way. You know. So then do you think deconstruction is, is necessary or inevitable even?
1: I don't think it's inevitable. I, I actually think in many, many cases, it's not inevitable. Mm. Um, and I say that because I've heard many people um, who sound very logical talking about deconstruction in a way of, of kind of making fun of it. Um, the hmm. idea or the concept, you know, just that's what I feel from them from their energy is they're making fun of it. Um, and they may or may not be uh, that's just how, what I'm feeling. And, but but what they're saying is, um, in a very logical way, you know, everybody goes through deconstruction, of course, we don't, we don't end up as adults, what we were as children, we all change, we all go through changes, we don't think the same way that we did as we were five years old as as when we're 25 years old like we inevitably will change and i get what these uh, people are saying um but i think the connection there is false because a, a real deconstruction process and at least to me that process takes some I hate to use the word intentionality again. <laughs> <because there's> better <laughs> words like that's, that's an overused word, but it takes a real um, effort. Like it takes it takes some movement. Maybe movement is just the right word. Like it takes some movement of the heart. It takes some movement of your literally literally your body. It takes some movement of the mind to turn and to look and to face yourself. Mm-hmm. Like first yourself in the mirror and say what's going on here like I I, this is not okay like what what is happening with me I don't feel myself I feel all this anxiety all this fear whatever it is like we it just to honestly look at ourselves and then there's all these other layers of (laughs) honestly looking at our uh, relationships in, in our family or honestly looking at the systems we grew up like there's all these layers to deconstruction but um, I think the idea of it being inevitable is, is a little bit, um, to, to me, at least, it's, it's kind of a cop out, because mm-hmm. most people who, who might say that or say it in some way, are not actually being fully honest. <laughs> like, they're still, or, or they're, they're, you know, they're honest to the level that they're willing to be um, within the system that they have. But they're not really like they're not really being fully honest <laughs> you know what I'm saying oh, yeah I'm tracking <laughs> and with that t- it takes mo- it takes real movement to to go there and I don't know maybe I, I'd be curious what do you think about that like is it do you feel like it's inevitable or do you feel I don't know if I'm saying if I'm being clear,
0: but no no, I'm tracking with you and I actually feel a similar way um. I don't think it's inevitable because like you said, even if, you know, everyone doesn't uh, approach it in the same way. Everyone's not as honest, even when it, when it falls into their lap, when they start having these Mm -hmm. ideas and questions that won't leave them alone, you know, they, not everyone will pursue them in a way. Not everyone will have the, the will or I don't even want to just say will, but like, not everyone will go that way. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but I do think deconstruction and and this whole, or as I put it in the last <laughs> podcast, rigorous um, spiritual evolution, uh, whatever you want to call it, I do think it is necessary. And at the end of the day, I'm thinking, well, aren't we all supposed to be observing our our faith and looking at it and examining, not only examining ourselves, but examining our faith and why we think the way we think and why we believe the things that we believe. And I know for me, it was definitely a matter of needing to know what I knew for sure because I knew it and because I experienced it and because it was real for me and not just because it was handed to me. Um, so yeah, I do think it's it can be necessary, um, but I don't think it's necessarily inevitable. So
1: yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think necessary is is makes a lot more sense. Um, or not makes a lot more sense. It just is. It is necessary because uh, none of us. None of us grow up in perfect imperfection and all of us experience trauma and all of us experience systems at one time or another that are flawed and um, hurtful and and damaging to our spirit and to our minds and to our bodies. And so I think it is necessary, like going back to the psychology of it, the healing process for any healing process and any integration process, which is part of healing, is, um, is, a, is a process of, uh, of moving through whatever, whatever it is that you need to face, whatever it is that you need to, the stories that you need to tell or share. Um, it's a process of moving through. It's not a po- process of avoiding, of going around, or of just staying put. And I think that a lot of my experience, at least in in a lot of the churches, um, if we want to just talk about like the church setting is is most people in that setting are not actually thinking of of a process of what do I need to go through that is difficult because I don't even I don't want to go there. It's either like, I no, I'm I'm good. I want to stay put. This is all working for me. It's it's kind of fine, you know. But even though it's not all fine of like I've never met anybody that's like, yeah, it's 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 all it's all great and all these (laughs) things are good. I don't know, I just have never experienced that myself. But um there's always like some questions people have. So but there's the staying put, I see that a lot. But more often I see the avoidance or how do I get around this? And a lot of that's through constant positivity talk or how do we how do we just like avoid whatever we don't actually want to face what can we mm-hmm. do to avoid this um and there's so many like uh cory my wife always says uh mental gymnastics or like there's so many yeah. things we do that are like mental gymnastics to in our minds to get around things Ooh. and like be like how do we not not actually see the thing that we know is there because we feel it every single day in our body? We feel the anxiety. We feel, you know, it's just like the instinctive nature instinct that we have. We already, God's built, like I believe God has literally created us in a way that we have so much instinct that we know (laughs) when something's not right. And yet somehow our brains are so, uh, functioning in a way which this is a whole nother part of the conversation but we've developed these brains to avoid all these things that we actually need to face and move through mm. and so yes it is necessary yes <laughs> but it's not necessarily in- inevitable yeah yeah
0: i love that gosh i love that um wow my, my mind just went to and i think Zoom's about to cut us off here <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> um yeah I I don't know we we keep rolling it's, yeah, I don't know, but in my mind, I'm already thinking of, uh, you said you were talking about the anxiety and um mm-hmm. depression, even um for me, which is which is major, um and there was a lot of avoidance that I that I was participating in, like I was, I was actively avoiding a lot of things and I didn't even realize it. And it was causing more stress and anxiety on top of, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And I had these questions and I would suppress them and I would avoid it. And just because I was in a safe environment because I was around people, I felt safe. You know, I was yeah. very connected to, you know, particular. you know, we served together. Um, mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: And and it was in those times and and I'm not saying that those times were for were for naught because uh, they were definitely fruitful. Um, but I did a lot of hiding amongst the people and hiding, mm-hmm. you know, behind um, ideals and ideas and yeah and oh, gosh, men- mental gymnastics. I love that. <laughs> Corey, I had to give snaps on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you that um, there's, this goes into, for me, it goes into how, how we are um, meant to live, which, which I believe is in a healthy way. Um, and so much of the deconstruction process is a process of moving toward health. It's mm. a but it's moving toward health, and I think what's interesting about safety is that we can feel safe in an environment or a system or even sometimes in a relationship or friendship because we're able to play those games of I'm able to do this, and it's safe enough, and we all we all agree. We're all on the same page, you know, that whole, like, we're all on the same page, so or I can, I can force myself at least to be on the same page with you because like I'll talk this way or I'll do this thing that everybody knows is, is what's acceptable here. Um, but all the while, like we're tricking we're literally tricking ourselves and that process of lying to ourselves is so damaging and so unhealthy. And so there is a safety that we feel within a system because we're, we're part of it. But I think the real safety of a friendship like ours, where we can talk through these things or of the process of deconstruction itself and of moving toward health is, and being safe in who we are fully, our full selves is, looks a lot different. (laughs) It takes so much risk. It takes so much honesty. It takes um, willingness to go into the depths, to go into the abyss. You know, if you use the metaphor of, Jesus is, you know, life, death and resurrection, like it takes the, the willingness to go to the abyss to have something new. And I think this is what's, what's interesting to me about when you talk about something like the Christian message of, of what, do you, what do we believe, like so much of that belief system, at least how I see it, is how do we understand the nature of death? of dying to things, of moving through death, and understanding that death is not an end. Mm-hmm. that Death is a beginning, but being willing to go through it. Um, and, and so much, I think we're just kind of, it's easier for us as humans to, to live in a kind of a deadened state, rather than to be willing to move through what is true death of things in our lives, so we can get to life or to a healthier way of being if you want to just put it that way but yeah man so much so much to talk about hey and
0: it's letting us roll on so i don't i don't know what this means but i mean maybe perhaps with the few minutes that we do have yeah
1: (laughs) yeah. wrap it up
0: (laughs) i don't know if you you have anything else you'd like to
1: yeah um i i think for me, what's coming to mind right now, I'm just trying to be in the moment of what's happening right now too. Um, for me, for, for, for anybody listening to this, I think you might feel a little bit like these are vague words or ideas. Um, and what, what what might be helpful is for us to have further conversations where where, where we're more specific about this particular thing happened or this mm-hmm. is what we had to be honest about or whatever. Because that helps. But I would say to the listeners, too, um, that you can apply these concepts specifically to whatever, you know, you're going is going on for you right now. Because I I would imagine, at least for some people, as you're listening to us talk, you would you would at least be thinking, yeah, I feel that about this thing, but but, uh, you know, it's whatever, you know, kind of kind of vibe and it's like no don't do the but yeah and what you know it's just that's that's how it is or that's what it was that's whatever kind of thing it's no that matters you matter what you feel matters and being even willing to be like this specific thing that i feel i want to be more honest about it that's a step it's just one step um so i do think this conversation can become much more specific for everyone and probably for us too, but I like to start wide <laughs> and then like, <laughs> how do we get to the specifics of it? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what about you? What, what comes to mind for you?
0: Oh man, I'm just thinking about the freedom, you know, how good it feels to breathe through it now, uh, mm-hmm. in hindsight. And <laughs> it's almost not, not in a way that's picking at myself, you know, years prior, but it's almost funny, you know, how, you know, you approach something. It's like, yes, it's scary, but once you get through it, it's less scary than you thought, than you could have imagined. Like, it's very scary in the moment, but once you get through it, it's so necessary. It's like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Um, and it is a, it is intense, and I don't want to make light of it. But I think um, this may be a horrible metaphor because <laughs> I've not had a child, I've not given birth before. <laughs> but um, the women that I know that have had children, they they talk about they talk briefly about the pain. Oh, it was it was some of the most intense pain I ever felt in my whole life. I and, and for some women, they were, they were at the point of death. And, but that's so brief. And then they come out with this, this gift, this, this life. And so I kind of feel that way as it pertains to my spiritual freedom and being able to acknowledge it for myself. And at a, to a degree, I feel like I'm a child again, you know, the, I don't know it. certain denominations and in certain organizations and churches, they have, you know, an age where a child can say, all right, (laughs) this is what I decide for myself. Mm. And in many ways I feel like that, Um, but in a much more freeing way And I'm thinking about all the. I just want to encourage anyone listening that there's so much freedom to follow. There's so much freedom throughout, and it can be scary. It can feel like you're on a roller coaster ride without any seatbelt on, and there's the temptation to say, "Well, you know, this is outside of what's right," because, you know, it's just this innate desire to be wild, to be reckless. It's it's a sin nature thing. It's a you know <laughs> you know I'm straying. Whatever we you know, label that. it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you label it, but um, <laughs> man, you just to wanting it. to
1: be God, and oh, <laughs> there's, there's right? So many different. There's so many different ways at the, and things that come to our mind. The phrases mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, it's just this. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> just
0: yeah, agree. yeah. And so you reprimand yourself, and mm-hmm. you allow others to reprimand you. Which is what i found myself doing um and that's another thing it can be easy to go back to a boxed in sort of way of thinking and i found myself resubmitting to a way of thinking over and over again just because it was comfortable i would run back and it seemed like you know if okay well if i go back at least i'll have it's kind of like somebody might run away from home, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> At least I'll have a roof over my head. At least I'll have some food and that's that. And, and and you're kind of used to it, but and just be brave, be brave and stay free and stay committed to this process. And um, you're you're not being reckless. You're not being reckless for wanting to Uh, pursue the questions that you have had, and you will not be left without an answer. You will not be left without the truth. And sometimes it takes a while to find an answer. Sometimes we may not find an answer, and maybe that's the peace that you'll find on the Mm -hmm. journey. But whatever the case, be brave. Mm -hmm. And hey, on that note, (laughs) I want to thank John. Thank you, man, seriously, for hopping on this episode and for walking this out with me in life um on this episode uh this is this is great this is good stuff for the people so i appreciate
1: you thank you for having me i we there's there's so much to talk about i'm glad you're i'm glad you're starting the conversation and for some people you know just hearing you will prompt something in them to start a journey, whatever journey they need to start. So thank you for the work yeah. you're doing. Yeah.
0: Can the people find you anywhere? Do you want them to find <laughs> you, Don?
1: Find <laughs> you know what? Oh, <laughs> uh, So part of my, <laughs> I don't want to go off on this too much. Part of my whole journey has been figuring out where, where I land and what do I want to share? And there's so many things that, that I that I've experienced or that I want to share or that I want to do. And so I'm still tra- kind of in the middle of that of trying to figure out where what what is it that I want to present you know in, in a in a healthy way that's like mm-hmm. this is this is uh, me and it's whatever it is online or whatever I publish or whatever like the, this is true. For me, and mm-hmm. um, at least where I am right now, and I don't, I don't have that right now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine. Uh, people could probably find me on social media, but it's like you know, it's personal accounts, so it's not <laughs> like you're gonna find too much there. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, take my word for it. John is an amazing artist, creator, writer, thinker, performer, all of those things, um, and more musician I won't go down the long long list but uh take my word for it and uh at whatever point you you will be able to access him I, I will definitely be sharing and so thank you again for uh just being being here and this won't be the last time John's on the Brave People podcast matter of fact I've already thought of maybe three or four or a hundred more can <laughs> in be. Yeah.
1: people are like, Oh no, <laughs> this is just gonna be a conversation between Teddy and John. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good stuff. We, we, there's a lot to share, there's a lot yeah. to share,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, peace and love, brave people. Uh, big love to every one of you, brave people out there listening. Take up the journey and be brave. Be brave. Hit me up on teddythebrave.com and you can find me on instagram and facebook and youtube teddy the Brave, and bonfire uh, get some get some gear get some shirts uh, bonfire.com slash the people store and that's all folks